Well, hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Welcome to the Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Woog, and my very dear friend, Mrs. Berry. And do you know she's got a new oven? (laughs) Hey, everyone, I've got a new oven. We're going to give her 60 seconds. Go. Uh, It's a Westinghouse. It's a 19 centimetre. They call them a dual fuel because they have gas on the top and it's electric oven. Uh, Freestanding. And do you know they call them cookers? Like... They don't cook because it's got a stove and an oven, so they just call them a cooker, which I always equate with World War Two England. Um, and yeah, it's the shizzle. I am in love. And I must say, I partook in some uh, bounty that sprang <laughs> henceforth from said cooker. Yes. Last night I had a, ri- ri- what was it? It was a standing rib roast. And it was delicious. It was so good. It was oh delicious. my god! I have basically yelled at anyone all day today about going near it because we're having it for leftovers at dinner tonight. And I'm like, if you eat it now, then I'm going to have to make something tonight. I don't want to make something tonight. I'm not like making anything tonight. tonight because I've resigned. You've resigned. I've resigned. Is this a long-term resignation, or uh, is this just a, at least a good twenty-four hours? My kids. I know. Okay, so we went. Um, what was what was the mistake? Oh, okay. The mistake was taking them both to do the grocery shopping. That is just I, you. You learn that when they're like toddlers. I know. I don't know. I, I think because Mister Woog had a little hangover last night because oh, he always does when he goes to your house. I know. And every time he comes to our house, then he goes home going, "I'm never going back there again." <laughs> and I thought, oh well, you know, get it, get them out of the house and give him a chance to have a little break. And to my own personal detriment. Um, I actually did pull one of them up into a corner, <gasps> like a shirt-fronted situation. Oh, you, and said, you, you Tony Abbotted him. If you don't fucking stop this, they are entitled, <clears throat> they are whingy, they are like in year 9, year 11, like we're not talking yeah, about they're teenagers, Wooks, that's yeah. what in teenagers are, oh, entitled, whingy, God. bickering, ungrateful fucks, and that's I, what they are, that's what teenagers are. But, like, I just want to say really bad things to them. Yeah. <laughs> things that I will later regret and things that those they will hang on to for their whole life. Yes. And they'll end up going to counselling about. Yes, Because yes. I've told them that you're a fucking cunt. Yeah. But I didn't. I did, I did what most psycho mums do. Yeah. I did the silent treatment. Yes. Nothing more terrifying than a silent mother. Or crying mother. Or crying is good. I have to tell you something. Yeah. So you know how there's a situation with one of your children where they want to do something and you don't want them to do it? Yeah. And that there is a big divide between you and Mr. Woog about the the, rel- the importance of this act. Yeah. Right? He thinks you should we should let him do it like it's his own um, it's body. His, it's only his own body and really what's the harm? Yeah. And, if, and he'll you know probably end up taking it out after, you know, two weeks or something anyway. Whereas Mrs. Woog is in the camp of over my fucking dead body and if you endorse him doing this, you will be served divorce papers. So there's a little bit, it's a little bit, I would almost say it's Minnesota police versus the entire black population of the entire world. And uh, so we were talking about this and then later on, uh, um, Rob was very worried about this after you guys had left, right? You know, he's just going, what, you know, I said, no, I've been thinking about it. I'm going to talk words through it because she's, she's got to completely change her ploy. And he's like, what has she got to do? And I said, she's just got to lay on the maternal guilt. And he went, what? And I said, she's got to God, stop. This episode is juicy already. And she, and he was like, and I said, she's got to 
stop with the over my dead body, I don't like it, and sit him down and say, you know when, and then pull up an incident where he has been deeply traumatised or someone's done something to him that he was either shocked by or that he didn't, he'd asked them not to do it and then he did it. So one of the 50 incidences between him and his brother in the last three days, right? (laughs) And uh, so you pull up one of those incidences and you say, you know how that made you feel? That you doing this, that's how that's going to make me feel. And Rob just looked at me and just went, that is terrible. And I went, yep, yep. That is the mother power. Welcome to motherhood, hey? Yeah, so that's what you've got. To, you've got to stop going, I don't like it. And you have to have a quiet conversation with him, not with anyone else, and say, I know that you want to do this and, you know, I appreciate that and I, and I really am 100%, you know, you know who I am mm-hmm. in terms of it's your body and it's yours to control and to do, but I need you to understand where I'm coming from for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when this makes you feel like that, that's how you're going to make me feel. And you, he will crumble. He will crumble like people turn to salt with whoever it was that turned and looked at them and turned them into salt in the Bible. Well, you know how I've given them the silent treatment. Who right did turn now? them all to salt? I don't know. Was it Joe? Anyway, I've given them all the silent treatment and done a storm around. You don't. That's... You haven't responded. Would you do it like that? Yes, I would. That's oh, very good. sensible. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've sort of done the silent treatment, and they're sort of all skating around me now because they know that I'm on the fucking war path. This is so enlightening, isn't it, everyone? But guess what we just did to just, like... Ate know, two cheeseburgers each. Yeah, I bought cheeseburgers over for everyone, and we just ate them all. And I said, no, they don't deserve them. They don't deserve them. them. I will have that other cheeseburger. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so I'm storming around the house, and I see Jack go and cut some flowers, and I thought, oh, he's going to put them in a vase next to my bed. No, they're in his room. Do you know what? I had a chat when Mr. Wurg and I were chatting last night and he we were talking about boys, right? And he goes, Kim, we're really stupid. We don't get any form of sense until mid-20s, probably 30. And he goes, and even then we're still stupid. Like, just, they, we just are. Yeah. And it's like, they just... <sighs> I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Sorry, that's a bit of a downer. Gosh, and speaking of downers, God, this weekend has been very, very, very worrying, hasn't it, with what's going cool. on in America? So we're not going to really talk about it too much, but no, it just I, yeah, concerns me. Um, it's hugely concerning. Um, completely down. No, no, because I'm wanting to find something. Um, compl- uh, not concern. It is concerning, obviously. Um, I just don't – the problem for me in all of this is there's there's no – the country doesn't have a leader no. or leadership that is going to galvanise this into actual change. Mm. And – Because he's that – He's fucking insane. I'm and sorry. the whole – everything from the start of his – when he first started um, uh, campaigning was this country is going to descend into anarchy. And here it is. Mm. And it just, but I, there's some things that have been playing on my mind since this all started coming out. And a lot of, a lot of stuff is now happening on Twitter and, and coming across on Insta. And I've been putting them into my Insta story feed because I just want to, I want us all to be very cognizant of this, that what the black population in America is, is large and visible. The indigenous population in Australia that experiences racism and discrimination beyond the pale is not as big. So it doesn't 
it's a small population. So there are plenty of us who will go our entire lives and never meet or know anyone with who is Aboriginal or has an Indigenous background or heritage. But we really need to... We're sitting here looking at America just going, this is terrible and those people have been... And look at their police and all of this stuff. And 400 Aboriginal people have been killed in custody in Australia... Murdered in custody in Australia since the Royal Commission into deaths in custody and not one police officer has ever been charged. Oh, that just makes me ill. 400. So we need to... We need to make sure that our horror at what we're seeing happening in the US, that we turn that light onto us and our systems and our structures and actually start getting as vocal about it as everyone in our group mm. and so many more people are getting around domestic violence and and the, the safety go, and security of women. Yeah. Is, this oh, is, gosh, and that's been heartbreaking this week as well. It's just been untold. So oh, um, there was something else. Um, yeah, so that... Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody was in 1991. Yes, I remember. I was at uni. I wrote off to get and, and got sent the report and I, had, I kept it for years and because I couldn't read it all in one go because it was so devastating in its content. Oh. And that was in 91. And I, and I mustn't spend the day sitting there watching CNN because it's not good for me. No, I don't do that. worry, and then I worry, and then I didn't... Yeah. Then I, and I also... Then I turn to my loving family for some beautiful comfort. Comfort. And, <laughs> and instead you end up Tony Abbotting one of them in the supermarket. <laughs> I was thinking, I hope no one's seeing this that, that listens to The Flush. <laughs> it wasn't my fine moment. But speaking of fine moments, we had, did have a request this week to bring back the booze reviews. The booze reviews. So I have prepared. Oh. Yes, go on. Is yours quick? Um, I think you're just going to run with it now, aren't you? Yes. Okay. So I interviewed uh, some guys who had come from a background in the alcohol sector. They worked at Pernod Ricard and um, various other sort of places. And they are developing a new um, – so – the big trend for this summer is going to be hard seltzer, which is alcoholic soda waters. So um, the thing with alcoholic soda waters is they're really low sugar and they, um, yeah, they're really low sugar. I've tasted a few of them out of, you know, just for my job and they're, they're not great. <laughs> they're sort of, I mean, but you're literally drinking it going, well, it's alcoholic, but it's got less sugar in it. I mean, seriously, guys, it's alcohol. It's not good for you. Let's stop. That's like saying, but this cigarette's got an extra double filter on it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Okay, um, well, with having said that. So, anyway, I was talking to them. Just listen. And I said, uh, you know that there's a whole market for this, don't you? Like, that you're not going to be targeting. And they sort of laughed and went, because these guys are like 100 years at Pernod Ricard. They're filthy rich. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they sort of laughed and go, oh, who? And I said, menopausal women. Yeah. And they did actually go, oh, yeah. And I went, why haven't you approached them to and become I went, part of the Guys, game? they're going to send us some stuff. Like, one, it's still not even in shops or anything yet. They're still, you know, building it. I know, right? It's called Fella, F-E-L-L-R. And, um, yeah, they're going to, anyway, and I said, 
guys, there's all these people out. There's all these women. Thirsty, need an thirsty women. Because that's why wine. All we want is a drink. Yeah, but, but what not wine? Because it's so acidic. You want something that's yes, fresh, cold, and flavorful. Cold anyway, and fresh. There you and go. I said, and also lots of sugar and alcohol. Like we can't drink it because no. we get really hot. Oh, there you go. hear that? Opening a coldie. Oh, that we've missed doing these. Why did we Ooh. stop? Okay, okay. Have a sniff. Ooh. Oh, I don't mind have the smell of that. It's, it smells limey. Okay, it smells, it tastes a little bit like fancy lemonade. Okay, and the unveil, please. Ah, it's a hard seltzer. It's just what you oh, were talking about. Okay, we we did not know that. No, she well, did not I know. Knew it, so that's why I was interested when she started talking about the hard seltzer. So this is a good tides hard seltzer. It's Australian sparkling water blended with triple distilled vodka O, which is my favourite vodka. Oh, really? And with a hint of natural lemon lime flavour. Nothing but good tides. No sugar, no artificial sweeteners, and yeah. only eighty-five calories per can. Yeah, right. And this is this is their whole thing that they're all. And, oh, see that I had to suck in air. It's the thing with them is going to be that they've all got the same thing. They've got low sugar. They've got no artificial anything. So it's going to really come down to branding and who likes what brand. Well, oh, I like that. I, I, I would drink that. But this is really, but this is the thing, right? Imagine this in a glass, a big glass with lots of ice and another wedge of lime. I'd just sit on these all afternoon until I fell off the chair. Flush approved. <laughs> Flush approved. Good tide. Good times with good tides. I wonder if they've got a, a handle I can send. Can we also them. take a moment to look at how spectacular my hair currently is? Yes, she's got a mohawk happening, a traditional mohawk. I love it. I feel, it makes me feel badass, which, of course, I once said to Felix about me growing my underarm hair, and then he laughed and told me that I was as badass as, I don't know, you know, nothing. Like That's like when Horatio, who's like, what, 6'2", white rugby playing boy from the North Shore, walks around the house, like, with his, like, gangster rap music. I'm like, you're such a tryhard. <laughs> Just listen to I'm Tim- not liking him at the moment. Just listen to Justin Timberlake and just be done with it. Yes. Really? Yes. You know. Exactly. Um, I'm going into the office on Tuesday. Well, I like that drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're nice, aren't they? It's, they're just really fresh. They kind of taste, for people, for listeners, they kind of taste a bit like a, a fancy lemonade. Um, and... But not sweet. But not particularly sweet. So that it's good. It tastes good. like mineral water. Actually, yeah, it's a bit like a mineral water. Yeah, with lemon, lemon and lime. Yeah, which is what it's actually got in it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> T- tell us about going to the office. What are you going to wear? Oh, I'll just wear one of my black dresses. You know, <laughs> I'm going to take in some brownies. Everyone's just like, "Will there be baked goods?" But it's the first time we all would have seen each other since. The 4th of April. Far out. Isn't that amazing? Mm. I'm really looking forward to it. We're just doing like a short day. Do you know? June. What? June. Yeah, I know. June tomorrow, first day of winter. Fuck. Apparently, someone sent me a message saying on the first episode of The Flush this year, I said, bring on 2020. I know. Do you remember? Our... I take that back. Do you remember we were both so excited about the year ahead? <laughs> what idiots. <laughs> the most fucked thing ever. Fucked thing ever. Um, but guess what? Guess what tomorrow is on the 1st of June? What? Four-year anniversary. Four-year anniversary. Of me and Rob. Lovely. Which is 
pretty hilarious because if you go back to the beginning of the beginning of the hot flush, mm. that was just after we got together. Like, and I, all, all right, I do, is, and to all the I do is talk about the sex. Is talk about sex, and then there was at one point when um, Wigsy left the room, and I think it goes for about nine minutes. Might be seven, but I'm pretty sure it's nine. Did you I just blow by blow? No, I just was sitting here going, oh, he's so lovely. Oh, I can't believe like like it just went on for like. And my friend Bromwyn has not listened to it since because <laughs> she was just like, oh, okay, it was ridiculous, it was just silly, it was just silly. That's her. That's her catchphrase. Well, congratulations, like, darling. So four years and one year, one year of him living with us because oh, wow. he moved in officially on the first of June. Have you ever had a fight? No. No. Have you ever had a disagreement? No, oh, we no. Well, we come at things sometimes from a different angle, but it's never like like you don't go and slam everything around and then get in the oh, car no, and squeal no. off down the road like a mad woman, thinking, "Where am I going?" <laughs> no, 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 I don't do that either. No, we don't ever really fight. Okay, well, that's boring then. Yeah, and then yesterday he, I think he. Um, so probably Grovey's probably the loudest and the most in your face out of all of the kids, apart from Oscar. And so I think he's the one that so Rob sort of notices him and his behaviour and stuff the most. And then and you know how you have snark about your kids? Yeah. Like, you know, and I, yesterday, have no, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then yesterday he sort of said and he goes and he said so and I and I said, Gosh, you're snarky today. And he went, Is it too much? And I went, Yeah. And that's the first ever. Wow. And and I said, yeah. And he goes, I'm... S-. And then he was like, right, okay. And then later he said to me, I'm so glad that you can tell me. Yeah. That, you know. And, um, yeah, so that was that. Called a and healthy then, relationship. And then, he came, and then we talked about it last night after you guys had left. And he said, you're right. It's because he's the loudest and the most noticeable. And so he's the one that I, yeah. you know. And can we just can we just notice that, like... He doesn't. He hasn't had kids. Like yeah. this is his first foray, and he got four of them in one go, and and a mother-in-law. Four teenage boys. And, and the mother-in-law is my, he on medication? Because no one would sign up for that. He drinks beer, and I'm like, and you know, I, I sort of at one point was like, do you think like I'm going to try not to drink on weeknights? And you know, what do you think about that? And he goes, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> and I was like, actually, just. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah. You are entitled. Off you go. Um, so yesterday I made, I baked my first cake, which I have a slab of for you at home. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, you forgot it. Yeah, I did forget it. Sitting on the what kitchen bench. What sort of cake was it? It's a coconut passion fruit slice oh. cake that um, is out of the latest book by the uh, Monday Morning Cooking Club. Yes, women. And I made it yesterday. It's obviously got coconut in it. Mum I'm going to hazard a guess. It might have passion fruit too. It has passion fruit icing. Oh my god! Oh, that's my favorite. passion fruit icing is just the best. And um, anyway, and so Mum came downstairs and was just like, "Oh, you know, that looks nice." And I said, "Yeah, it's a passion. It's a coconut passion fruit cake." And she was, "Oh, oh, I've piece of that." And then this morning she came down and she said to me, "She goes, oh." really felt very I felt really sick last night and sick on the tummy when I got up this morning and and you know and I knew exactly what she was doing and then and so I went oh what did you have for dinner and I, oh I just had some chicken and corn soup you know da, da, da. Just, what was in the cake and I was just new like and I, I went she goes what's that and I said coconut and she goes yes I could feel the coconut what what the 
It's a living fuck. I How can, can you feel the coconut? And then as soon as she sort of said feel, she knew like that was, you know, she said, oh, uh, you know, I could taste the coconut. I didn't, I couldn't finish it. I ate the icing. <laughs> but this is like, I mean, God love her. But yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Oh yeah. It made me sick, but that's lovely. Look, yeah. I kind of get that because I can look at things like, you know, those cheeseburgers we just mm. ate. I know yeah. that's going to come out and kick me oh, in the ass yeah. about an hour. Yeah. But so I kind of get, I had some time with mum this week as well. She's quite funny, and Jenny, her friend, they look the same, they dress the same, they're quite trendy, but we started down at Military Road, and we parked the car, and we're going to walk up Military Road, yeah. not Military Road, you know, that main road in Mossman with the shops. Yeah, Military Road. Yeah. Anyway, up there, that- down the other uh-huh. Anyway, um, and lots of uh, vacant shops. Oh, how surprising. Yeah. And um, so we'd walk a couple of blocks, and mum would run back and get the car and move the car up, and I'm like, what are you doing? She goes... Oh, it's just, you know, that's too far to walk back. I, I just, like, I don't, I didn't understand the logical reason behind it. And then I just thought, I'll just leave it because I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, when she went to pay for her, her stuff three times using her Qantas frequent flyer card. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be us one day. I know. You know that. You know, don't I you? can see it sooner rather than later yeah, as well. We'll just be offering up our, you know health like yeah a health insurance card and then oh, i'm sorry this doesn't work here <gasps> oh i've used that everywhere and then they oh no it's like right no, yeah, it's my, it's anyway, my and I card, apparently i walk too fast as well well they're getting old yes this is really confronting for us is they're getting old i know mum's like a chicken wing it's not good not good no and she's a bit of a fattest <laughs> god she really is yeah she's a total fattest Fattest is uh, someone who shows fat people. Yeah, and Felix was uh, quite. Uh, I was it, the coin was turned from my neighbour about ten years ago called Peter who uh, asked me when I was due. Yes, and I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> um, yes, Mum was the one that put a hand on Woogs' stomach at Oscar's birthday and and said something like, "That's not the good fat." Or something. <laughs> Something really appalling. Yeah. She'd known her for like thirty seconds, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, your cat! Oh, your woos!" And then just sort of stood there and gave her a hug, and then sort of stood back, but yeah. had that half hug, and then the hand just on right, your tummy, right on my guts, and, and just pointed went, out that that wasn't a healthy way to be. That happy. wasn't a healthy fact. And I said, "Thank you. Nice oh, to meet you. You should be so proud." Although you know, we do we do look forward to the day of being able to just say that sort yeah. of shit and get away with it. Yeah. Anyway, she, nothing she, really she, offends me anymore. She, you know, there was at one point when she was thinking Felix was anorexic because, but when he was in high school and he was a chonk, like she was just all about, you know, he's got to lose weight, he's got to lose weight, he's got to lose weight. Then there was the whole gym joining fiasco of like nine of uh, twenty eighteen, and then um, where she signed him up, and she, no, she said to me, she goes, I'm going to pay for his gym, and I said, oh, that's really nice because he has actually been talking about. Once he, fin- once he finishes school, like when he gets the HSC over with, that he'd look, that's something he'd like to do. And then she just, it was like water torture. She just drip, drip, drip at him the whole time about when are you going down to do it? When are you going down to do it? When are you going down to do it? And I was getting madder and madder and madder. And Felix was just shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. And then eventually she somehow sort of dragged him down there and did it. And he didn't go once. And then she was just like, I'm just wasting money. I went, yeah, yeah you are. Because I'd said to her... He has to do it on his terms. Yeah. He has to do it when he's ready. You can you go and sign him up and you can lead a whole, like he won't go. Mm. And she just went and did it anyway. 
And the funny thing about teenage boys, since I know to be true, <sighs> is that they tend to chunk up and around they... 13 and 14. And yes. you look at them and you're like, yes. I go look back at photos of Harry and I was like, oh, God, I didn't say anything. Uh, and then they just go, <laughs> yeah. Like, so they store up for the winter. Yeah. Just before their growth. That's exactly there. what Grover's, Grover's doing that at the moment. Yeah. And I'm, Jack's doing it at the moment as well. Yeah. Graf's, just, Grover's just this little sort of chunk. Yeah. And you watch, he'll do exactly the same. Gro- Jasper did it. Felix sort of stayed in that chunk land for a bit longer. Yeah. But now he's six foot two. Yeah. And a hottie. Well, Jack's tracking to get bigger than Harry, which will be make uh, <laughs> Murderball and other games in this house interesting. <laughs> Um, now, what was the highlight of your week? What was good? I, I've got to tell you what the highlight of my week was listening to last week's podcast. <laughs> we were on fire last week. Very, very funny. It sent, it, that's sort of the benchmark, really. I think it was the bottle of Verve that you bought over. You think and, it was that? And, and we hadn't seen each other for, for a while. We hadn't seen each other for eight weeks. A bottle of Verve and and a um, cheeseburger happy meal. No, it was a large it was a large cheeseburger meal. Jeez, we're going to get into the habit of doing that. I know, that's, we, not, that's not good. I was coming over earlier today, but then when Jasper finished his shift at Macca's and it was like, oh, I'll come, I'll, I'll shift, let's shift it and I'll come after that because then I can pick him up and she went, oh, bring me a cheeseburger. And I went, that I will. It's the only encouragement I need. <laughs> what did we have for, like after the beautiful standing rib roast last night and pea, and beans and oh, glass, glass, potato. glass potatoes and we gravy. Had some, oh yeah, gravy. I made gravy. What did we have for dessert? What did I slave over a hot stove for for dessert? Sundays from Macca's. <laughs> that is correct. Because someone had to be picked up from Macca's. So again, I jump on that opportunity and said, why don't we get some Sundays? Yeah, we all had Sundays for dessert. It's delicious. It's hilarious. Oh, I, um, oh, Felix is ringing me. That's curious. He must start work soon. Oh, well. Um, can you drive me? No, you have to grab my to drive you. <laughs> she drives like a bat out of hell. When do they, when do, um, when do you have to go start going for a driver's license test again? What age? Is well, it 80? For Reese's experience, I would say 72. <laughs> Honestly. And then she got flustered because someone called her, like, you're a fucking dickhead. Road rage because she almost like catastrophically crashed twice. Um, so I would say 72, but I don't know. It is quite controversial because it's a really sensitive subject for a it lot of people. It is a really, and a lot of elderly people, that's their, that's, that's how they, See their work, like yeah. in, like for all of us to be able to drive to do to something. Be able, to your independence and, and your social stuff and your lunches. But you know, if you're gonna fucking kill someone, then you know you kind of need to not do it anymore. No, that's right. I think you just got to keep your eye on your parents and mm. and just sort of. Mum was always a very aggressive driver, and so an aggressive driver at seventy six mm. is it's it's. You got to gird your loins. Mm. Mm. Uh, what was your best thing for this week? Uh, well, obviously the stove going in—that mm-hmm. was very exciting. We're not talking about that. <laughs> there are a group of flushes that want you to do a separate podcast. I know, I know. Um, yeah, so I think really that was probably my highlight was the oven going in. Yeah. What was yours? What did you already say? Yeah, listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. There has to have been something else. No, there was. On Thursday, for the first time, my real housewives of East Linfield <gasps> got yes. together and had lunch. Because <clears throat> Mrs. O'Kelly, the lush from the deli, yes. she uh, bought a house just before COVID went down. And it's a beautiful big art deco house. None of, it had seen, none of us had seen it. So oh. she threw a lunch. We've all turned up there. 
started at 12. I left at 5, but it was still going. Um, and just having some time with my friends. I haven't realized how much I need my friends. And, you yeah. know, and having spent time with you last weekend as well. That's been really difficult. And, um, oh, my God, we laughed. We, like, we like, did not stop. We had tears. We solved world problems. We solved family problems. We solved um, medical problems. Um, you know, and yeah. they're just such a, they are such a pack of odd bods. Yeah. They, I mean, and you've met them. There's wise owls and there's silly sausages and there's, yeah. you know, yeah. one of them who we were doing canteen with and the four of us were doing canteen. She goes, do you mind if I go now? Because I've got to go to a threesome. And we all go, yeah, no worries. It's Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not normal. <laughs> but you could say... Turn up at any of their door and hand them a, be- a bag with, like, a, someone's bloodied head in it. Yeah. And say, can you put this somewhere for me? And then would you mind driving me to Musclebrook? And they would go, yep. And they would not even question you. <laughs> Why Musclebrook? Oh, I don't know. It just came up. Oh, my God. Why would Musclebrook be the first place that came up in your head? That's weird. But I love... But you're right. The... the in the seeing your friends and that sitting just a rolling afternoon like that of yes. just conversations moving and flowing and back to that and then forward to that and laughing and, and la- crying and laughing it's until so you, you actually think you're gonna die like yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, you're actually not getting any oxygen yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. um so it was an afternoon of that and it was just it was better than any happy pill it was better than yeah. any shrink session it was better than anything so yeah if you haven't done it already can you please do it asop Get together with some of your friends, but not drama queens. No. I don't have drama queens. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I just can't do it. You don't? No. There's sort and of... bitchy people. No. Like clever and witty people. Yes. Um, but, you know, just people that don't love me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and trust you, there's people out there who don't, but they don't know me. No, they don't know you. No. No. They just make assumptions. Yes. Don't talk to her. You'll end up on the blog. That's what they used to say when I first came to East Linfield. Oh, and now they beg to be on the oh, blog. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> but a lot of them won't talk to me for a long time. Hey. Yeah. Should we uh, Should we go into readers' questions? Oh, gosh. Right, eh? Oh, oh Yes. Just, yeah. We're going to have a quick breakfast, and then we'll come back. A quick back. breakfast? Breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. Look, two sips of good tides. Hard seltzer. We're going to have a quick break and we'll see you with your questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we're back to our favourite part of the podcast when we delve deep into the comment section of what's on your mind. If you haven't joined the Hot Flush Facebook page... Then you're just an idiot. (laughs) And you probably use a whore pillow. Yes, you've probably got a whore pillow. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. I'm I'm still laughing about my absolute... Just that, like that. God, 101 comments this week. I know, I ladies. probably won't get Jesus. through them all, but let's go. Okay, yeah, your podcast is the highlight of my week. And I wrote, we will keep. And she went, I'm definitely keeping you both. And then someone else, Michelle, says, I completely agree. It was almost the best one ever. Well, you listened to it three times. You were so convinced it was. Okay, again, does anyone take anxiety medication? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone not? <laughs> Positives and negatives. Um, I can honestly tell you with my hand on my heart that my group of, of Real Housewives that I had lunch with on Thursday, most of us would take an antidepressant of some kind. Mm. The pros are you don't want – you get up and function. Yeah. You don't want to top yourself. You can actually leave the house without having a nervous <laughs> breakdown. 
You can actually be in a shop without having a nervous breakdown. You can actually sort of think about things before you say something that's highly inappropriate or offensive. Yes. And it also is helpful because as you get older and your um, your the stretchability of your temperament becomes less. Right. You know, you get irritated easily. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you do it, do it. I can highly suggest that you do it arm in arm with a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy or... Some sort of counselling. Yeah. Because you're not alone and, and most people I know do. So Kay then goes on to talk about um, the fact that she has complex PTSD and anxiety, anorexia and autism as well as depression. Yeah. So, yeah. Kay, we're going to pass you over to the medical fraternity for that that's one. Right. Um, um, because that's right. And you've been taking Valium, but that's not really helping very much. Well, I do remember at one point when I was in a very bad way and I had not seen my psychiatrist for some time and I'd had some Valium, you know, that I'd had from a previous episode and I was taking those and I saw him and said, I've been taking them some Valium. And he goes, how much? And I can't remember, like five milligrams or something. And he goes, you'd be better off eating Tic Tacs. (laughs) And he whacked me on some pretty good drugs, which then with seeing him, and yes, a lot of cognitive behaviour therapy and a lot of behavioural changes as well in what I was doing have resulted in where I am now. And you're also really good at getting some behavioural therapy because it, it helps you to immediately challenge any negative thoughts. Yeah. Kind of reset your brain. Yeah. So, um, And also, if you're not, can I really highly recommend doing... Getting a medit like downloading a meditation app doesn't everyone talks about doesn't matter which one I'm using Headspace and I've actually paid done the paid one, um, and I've always poo pooed it and um, I finally have started doing it um, basically since I got really sick with the great gut ache of 2020. And I was that 2019 or 2020? No, 2020. That was just in that was oh, the beginning of April. That, throw that in. Too. That was the beginning of April. God, you've been through the ringer this year. We're still here. We're still here. Uh, and I can, I just cannot highly recommend it enough. It really, it really works. I was such a naysayer of it, but it's really good. Okay, Julia, I'm going to just jump down. Ah, uh, new oven. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about that. Okay, I like this. <laughs> I really, really, really like this comment because I, I really feel it. Something's wrong with me. I bought a mail order soda bread starter today. I'm pumping out handmade pasta by the kilo. <laughs> and if you put something down to scratch yourself, I'll turn it into a soup. I'm also ready to take anyone out, though. Tonight I was rubbing Goanna inflammatory cream into my son's sore back. His dad wandered past and said something vaguely annoying. And I immediately pictured rubbing that stinky hot cream into his eyeballs. <laughs> oh, you're my spirit animal. It's so true. We're like these domestic goddesses that then become homicidal maniacs. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Tis the season. Um, no, we're not talking about the Stephanie ovens. oven. No. Yeah, I did actually put a big comment there for everyone to enjoy. No. Uh, Ruth, yes, we do need to talk about an oven and compost combo pot- potty. I need people to talk to me about how they compost. No. Jane says, I'm a long way behind in listening to the potty from January 1 where Mrs. Woog uttered the immortal words bring on 2020. Uh, Marianne talks about teens with depression. Okay, let's talk about that. And I think they're twins. So she's got double a double whammy of, of two girls, well, two girls that, no, I don't want to say that. She has twin twins who identify as gender fluid um, and they're 14 
And every time we pull, try and pull them up on something, they dissolve into tears. They are rude and ungrateful and we are exhausted. Oh, God, I hear you. Oh, it's so true. I've one of mine had a sort of a decent uh, battle with anxiety um, when he was younger. And again, I jumped on that pretty quickly with some professional help. And I just think that sometimes you can't do it on your own. No. You can't do it because you need support as, as the person who is dealing with them from day to day. You actually need to look after yourself. Yeah. Because that stuff can drain the living shit out of you. Double that with the depression and um, being just naturally an assholic 14-year-old. <laughs> yes. Can you, can you just get some support? Kids Helpline yeah. is a really great place to start. They have a section for parents. But talk to your doctor and because, yeah, you've got a lot going on. She's doing and, – and do you know what, Marianne? You're really – you are like – you're actually really on top of this. You have got kids who are comfortable enough in their gender identity to to do that. You have got them – you have got them like on medication. You have got them – you know, you obviously have them um, – you obviously have some professional help in there. Um, and But you actually sound like you need a – physical break yeah like it's okay to just reach a point and go fuck i'm tired yeah and just a couple of days away if you can manage to do it it just not... resets your yeah but it's also um so years and years ago when i think i only had oscar and the the um the scientist in wa the female scientist who ended up getting the nobel prize for it who discovered the ends of our chromosomes called called telomeres. That's what's the ending on all of our chromosomes is this thing called telomeres. And as we age, they age, they wear down. And other other environmental factors can also wear them down. And uh, the group that had the most wear on their telomeres out of anyone in the population, from someone who's in the army on a war front to... Anyone, politicians, were parents of children with disability. Was mothers of children with a disability. Yeah. So she then did another whole study on ways to reduce the impacts of that stress on that cohort because she said, "This like these women are just carrying the world, and this is not good enough. Like that they're left to do it. It can be absolutely. And do you know what was the most effective thing to help reduce the stress in these women? Gin." Getting together with other women. Yeah. And that's what we do. That's why we come here. And it's like, Marianne, I don't know where you live. I don't, I hope you have a really good, strong support network, but find your tribe and get together with those women. And it might even be a support group for like, for people with gender fluid kids or with other identifying kids or it doesn't matter. You just need to find that outlet that once a week you can go somewhere you can laugh, you can cry, you can have it, you can have a cup of tea or coffee or you can have a drink, whatever it is, but you can get together with people not with with sort of just as, as you, just as you. Yeah. And that's what when um, I was going through the Shepherd Centre with Jack when he was a yeah. baby for the first five years, it was my lifesaver. Yeah. Every Thursday we had play group, so we had it like yep, and then they had volunteers, so the volunteers would come and take the babies and the kids away, and then we were sort of put up in this room. Someone fetched us coffees, and it was just nourishment. Yeah, and that's it. And it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter if they're two or ten or 
six or 14. Like you are, you are at the coalface and you are doing a fucking hard job. And a so good job. give yourself, yeah. And doing by the, by the, the mere effort of what you've said here, a fucking, you know, good job at it. So just find, eke out that group, find that tribe, get together, go out to dinner or have a coffee, anything. And just, just take that, take that moment. Yeah. Kirsten, over the last three podcasts, I have to say thank you between the support of this group. Thank you, everyone. And listening that everyone has been on a roller coaster has made me feel somewhat normal. You ladies are freaking amazing. And if I could sponsor you, <laughs> if I would. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Heather Clark, uh, I love my something oven. I'm not speaking about that. And I also can't remember how to put makeup on. I totally understand that. <laughs> I put some makeup on the other day and I like my mascara was like dry and and like and I ended up looking like and I tried to do some contouring. Oh my god. I know. I didn't even bother at it like last you, night. I don't even know how you do well, that. Jack taught me, but I've forgotten. But the other problem I'm having is Kim is that I can't really see much. <laughs> so I just sort of put a bit of powder on a and have a crack, you know, somewhere in the eyelids. Oh push, my smash God. a little bit of colour. And I've got purple eyeshadow now. That's when you know you're getting old. Oh, my God. Yeah. And not even like, like I'm talking. Both. No. Lilac. Like, no. Like, dark, deep purple. Oh. That's a smoky eye, though. Apparently it goes nice with brown eyes. Or so that lady told me. Um, just, Heather, don't worry about it. No one's looking at us anyway. <laughs> I've decided, well, Thursdays are my dress-up day because that's the day I have to do my video thing for work. But I also have decided last week that I'm going to get dressed as if I'm going to work every day now because I miss wearing my work I miss, miss, miss wearing my work clothes. I miss wearing my dresses. I'm sick of just being in a soft pant. Isn't that weird? Yes, that's strange. Did you know that I'm in jeans today? Very nice. That they fit? Very good. They didn't fit for 12 months. Oh, muzzle top. Yeah, I know. Hmm. A great gut ache of 2020. Delivered. The cheeseburger's just going to fill it back up again. Yeah. Okay, Bronwyn. Oh, gosh. You, you, everyone's in the same boat. Kids have had way too much screen time during lockdown. Oh, it doesn't matter. And we battled home. Doesn't matter. And working from home now. We are really struggling to get kids off the iPads now. They seem to have forgotten how to entertain themselves. Anyone in the same boat. Just, I so, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I just don't care. Like, <laughs> it's just, it is so, do you know what? Yep, read they all might... of the scientific papers about how this is killing this generation's ability to read books and interact with other humans. I, I just don't care. It's, this is what happens every generation when a big period of change comes in. Like when computers went into, like they used to have this, they used to talk about this shit when they first got electricity. We've all just got to just let go. Do you remember when they were like all freaking out? It is not a, when computers went into schools. Yeah. This is not a hill anyone should be dying on. All of you, let it go. Right, moving on. I can't, I just, oh. I like that drink. Yeah, I can tell. You're sucking it down like it was the last one. Um, oh, there was something. Oh, I was going to give you an up, a medical update. Oh, yes, please. I went to the, I went and had my bloods done. Mm-hmm. I went to the endocrinologist. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, my, all my thyroid stuff's really good. Awesome. Yes. And she, that and. might have something to do with your weight loss too. Uh, could do. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, no, all your levels. She's like. I like to blame Oh my God. How is your, how is your. Um, my system. How's your cholesterol? Like, are you on cholesterol medication? I go, no. And she goes, that's your cholesterol? I was like, yeah. And she's like, 
Oh my god! Like good. Yeah, like oh. it's sub. It's sub. It's sub. Par. Yeah, like sub, really low. And every single. Don't you need some of it though? Every medical professional who looks at it just goes, "Oh, so you're on cholesterol medication?" I go, "No, that's just what it does." And they're like, "Hold on to that." And she just said to me, "She said, look, you know, yes, you could lose." She was so great. She's like, "Yeah, you could lose more weight." And she said, "But your blood pressure's fine. Your cholesterol's fine." Um, your thyroid function is good. She said, really, the only two things left and what you're actually eating in your diet now is pretty good. And because I said everything's pre-COVID and post-COVID because I was like, what about your carb intake? I said, well, (laughs) pre-COVID, post-COVID, it's about hourly. Um, (laughs) And she was like, really, it's just going to come down to exercise to a bit of movement and portion size. She goes, that's pretty much it. Mm. And she goes, and then if you do actually keep losing some weight, then come back and see me because we will. We might need to change your thyroid meds. Okay. So that was good. And then how could I forget Wednesday with the whole dental thing? Yeah. And like knocked out for an hour in okay, twilight so sedation. There's this thing that they call twilight sedation. <laughs> and because I've got a really bad, poor Mr. Luke, I've got a very, 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 very sensitive gag reflex. Yes. Where I can be sometimes vomity. I actually mentioned that to him last night about his recent purchase for you, and I was like, and how gorgeous it is it's artwork, people. Yes. And um, and I said to him that I said, and he goes, "Do you like? Do you, did I do good?" No. Oh, I said, you know, I said, so many. Blow I jobs. found this. I said, art- so many blowjobs coming your way, Mister Wig. And he just laughed. And he goes, "That's a work in progress." <laughs> Anyway, because I needed to get some root canal, my dentist sent me to a different dentist because um, of my, like, he didn't want me to do my gag special effects while he had a drill next to my skull. And so they knocked me out. It's called twilight sedation and it's anything but twilight. I was knocked out and woke up like drooling. But apparently it's just a very light sedation and you can sort of know what's going on. But I know both of us have had it this year. It was like a horse tranquilizer. Yeah. And I was fucked for about a week. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I don't really remember leaving the hospital, like no, the, hospital, the dentist surgery. I remember getting to the car and Rob going to put me in the car. And I go, I'll lie down the back. I'll lie in the back. I need you to give me a jumper of a pillow. Like, I remember that. <laughs> Got home. He put me to bed. He woke me up because the dentist had said to him every two hours, like every time Panadol and then, had, you know, then Nurofen Panadol. So he did because he's such a good nurse and he did all that. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, what? Did I have the weirdest dream? And my, and my mouth was all oh. weird. My jaw was so sore because they just had it ranked open for like. And of course, one of the temporaries has already fallen off. And I thought I was going to come out with teeth, like with new teeth. No, they have to measure. No, them they've them. just done all the. Uh, anyway, then one fell off yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that lasted three days. Great. I meant to last another week. And well, a half. you know that that um, dentist's wife listens to. Yes, the I know. Well, I emailed him yesterday, going. One of them just fell out while I was eating cake. I'm sure there's a message or some sort of, you know, lesson in that. But anyway, I'm, so I'm seeing, I'm, I'm going back in on Wednesday. Okay, this is a really interesting one and I don't want you to poo-poo this one. Justine, any inspiration for creating a routine for when my kids are back at school? I feel like I just sweep through the house all day waiting for their next request and I'm failing to do the things that I need to do for me. Reading, meditation, exercise. I'm out of work at the moment so it's hard to get my focus Focus and mojo back. I don't want to fall into a heat when they both return to school and I'm no longer keeping busy looking after full house. I think it's a really common one. Yeah. 
Um, I only just got back into my writing mojo last week. You did. Oh, Curiously, which, uh, that was time. Curiously, that seemed very related to your two children not being here. Not being here. <laughs> I think you'll find it actually much better when they're not home. Um, because, look, you get up, you get dressed, and you get out. You go and you do your stuff. Yep. And it's okay to actually chill out for a bit. Yeah. But it's been eight weeks. Yeah. No, ten weeks. And she's not working anymore, so she's going to have to find so something to focus my, on. My, um, hang on. So she wants creating a routine for when her kids are both back at school. So that's, I don't know how old your kids are, but once you've done, once there's school drop-off done or the kids leave, you have to act in that moment. Otherwise, you'll be sitting on the lounge watching yeah. Ellen. So you just so have once to Once Ellen like, hits on, you go, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Gee. So you literally, and the other thing is, I like different meditation works for different people at different times. The only time I get it done is the first, as soon as I get up, is I get up and I go, and I go down the back room and I do my ten minute meditation. Yeah, and I then don't do any more than ten. It's no. Oh God. I you know no. And I do the gu- a guided meditation because I'm not skilled. Like there's no way I could just sit there and do something myself. That would I'd fall asleep. Um, so I would do, you have to, and then you treat them. This is something my psychiatrist taught me. You have to treat these different activities like they're an appointment. So like a doctor's appointment or a specialist appointment or an, you know, like a work meeting or waxing appointment. And so (laughs) waxing appointment. So you have to, uh, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't flake on that meeting. No, you would go. Mm -hmm. And so the same, and that's what you do with these things. So you know, you go for a walk or you go to the gym or whatever your exercise is, you do that. Like, and, and the whole thing about trying to do it at the same time every day is also really, really valuable. And, um, yeah, so that would just be my advice is that use, use the markers of their day as the markers of your day. So they go to school, you go and do your exercise, you know, they're coming home, you start putting dinner on, or you just use those pointers, you know, and then, if they all get up at seven, you get up at six. Yeah. Do your meditation, get the day started. Yeah. Good advice. Um, let's keep going. Has anyone tried anything that worked well to drop a stubborn 12 kilos? <laughs> get the great gut ache of 2020. I dropped eight. Um, I dropped eight kilos. It's all, it's all about what you eat. Sorry. Yeah, it is. It's all about what you eat. As much as like... Exercise is only 20% of it. Yeah, 80% is diet. 80% of your diet. And like, I don't believe in... Um, in not giving my body what it needs. Because yeah. sometimes it needs, like the other day, it needed sweet and sour pork. Yeah. So I got it. Yeah. Um, but just be careful about how much of it you eat. Yeah. So when you start to feel full, stop. Yeah. And um, that's how I lost a significant amount of weight without ever going on a diet. And I think um, it's such different strokes for different folks. Oh, yeah. So I can do the fasting thing um, from sort of like 8 p.m. until, say, 10 a.m. I can do that block, but to do like a full sort of 24-hour where you only have 800 calories or something. See, like that doesn't sound healthy. To see, me. I, can't, I can't do that. And I think that large, there's a lot of things going on in my body, which is why I can't do that. Like the whole pancreatic function, like to not eat at all and then load food into it is a really bad idea. And then also the thyroid stuff, like it's an autoimmune disease. You can't, like your body just 
Typicals, that's terrible. But you've got to work out. And a lot of people, um, Kay's here talking about doing the keto diet. And I know a lot of people do the keto diet and cut out carbs. That to me is is like, I that is such a sadness. That oh. is just sadness and regret. <laughs> like oh, there no. is no way I could just give up carbs. I just couldn't. Bread is a beautiful thing. Like bread is one of the foundations of humanity. That's how we. That's how we started to build cities and tribes and was the whole you know domestication of wheat like it just how can you just look at that thousands of years of history and go and i'm not eating it anymore it's like it's not normal and if you come to where i live i'll take you to indochine which is the world's best vietnamese bakery and you look at those breadsticks and croissants and and just go and tell me that that's not worth yeah a little so i just can't come at that so but then the flip side of it is stop eating shit and then the good stuff that you eat don't eat too much of it and cut back on the booze yeah that's really it yeah cut back on the booze try it from our non-sponsored good tides <laughs> because they've only got 85 calories per can mm, and mm. i think you'd only need to by the feelings of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have done, you know, across my life from when I was a, from when I was seriously in primary school, I have done everything. I have, you know, this it's just starvation, not eating this, not eating that, only eating this with that, not eating that with that, doing the whole deprivation, doing the whole. Oh, I've I have, done it all we too. We have Weight done it all. Jenny Craig. And you know what? Like when I was sitting the there. The cabbage fart diet. Remember that one? <laughs> when I was sitting there with this, um endocrinologist this week I said to her I said you know talking to you makes me realize just how much I have fought with food my entire life even though it brings me such joy like it is my thing it's what I do it's I cook and I bake and I feed but it's my love language and it's your job and I'm like and now I'm and so to try and work that out for to not be a punishment on myself, like that I denied it or that then I binge it or... Like that is an unhealthy relationship. It's just like, so it's been such a huge... And I know by no means am I there. We just, you know, we just scarfed two cheeseburgers together. Mind you, I hadn't had any lunch, so, you know, that's fine. Um, But, you know, I'm not scarfing two cheeseburgers every day. So, but in the past, I would have flogged myself about that for a week. Oh, God, no. I just think it's just such a hard hiding to nowhere, and 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 it's and it's not. There's no formula. There's no. no. And one of our groups, Sarah um, Boykett, is uh, we actually were journos together, and she retrained, and she's now a dietitian. And I did some sessions with her at the end of last year and the beginning of this. And she just she said to me, you know, her her area of specialty is the relationship we all have with food, like and what we, you know, relate. Yeah, and. She said, Kim, I could sit here and tell you, you know, to eat this ca- this many calories a day or to cut these things. And she said, but I, yes. I see you and I know what you do and how much food is part of your life. Like, there's That's just misery. You'll yeah. do it for a minute and then you'll, you know. And what, then what's there left to live for? Yeah. And, you know, what's her advice? Like, smart choices. Yeah. And portion control. And don't deny yourself when you really, don't, really yeah, re- portion require it. And she said, and just, she said, I want, and she said, just get out for a walk. And she's, and of course, the, end, the endo was like, you know, get your heart rate up. But even Sarah was just like, no, just get out. Mm. Just get out for a walk. Mm. And and it's just like, so, 
I, but I know that 12 kilos because I have it. <laughs> I'm sitting on it right now, just going, God, it'd be good okay. to get rid of Eileen that. has got a really, really common one as well. Is anyone else feeling restless and suffering with over-COVID fatigue syndrome? I want to lie down and sleep until it's over instead of living with all this uncertainty, fear, propaganda and idiocracy. What's that word? Idiocracy. Idiocracy in high places. Oh, look, I'm totally... 100% on team Eileen with this. I have gone through, it's been a grief. It's been the four stages of grief and I'm at the end of the grief road now. So I've used up all my tokens. Okay. <laughs> um, and it sounds like you still have a fair bit to work through. But I had those days that I didn't want. I just wanted to just wait me out when it's over. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I, because well, obviously you are a worrier. Um, and the first thing I did was turn off the news. I stopped watching I was just going to say, just yeah. stop watching the news yeah. and start finding other things that you enjoy. So, so your mind isn't drawn is it, back to that. Is it music? Is it movies? Is it the garden? Is it baking? Is it just find other things to fill your day? And when you go to turn the news on or to turn you know, the radio on, just turn music on instead. Yeah. And so now we just have... The, the, the television the television is essentially never on and I put it on this morning because I wanted to see I put ABC News 24 on because I wanted to see the launch the, the latest SpaceX amazingness fuck Elon Musk like no matter like that man is a very interesting creature but you have to hand it to him he, he he's going to have us on Mars in 10 years and I think, by the way, things are going, I want to be there. <laughs> you know that one-way trip to Mars? Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of people going, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Look at that gorgeous sunset oh, no, out over there. I know, it's lovely. Over Chatswood. Yeah. Um, Dorothy, 14-year-old with anxiety. Oh, yeah. So that's what I was going to say was um, that uh, instead what I got was all of the stuff going on in the States and then um, all of the protests going on in Israel about Benjamin Netanyahu. So I just went... No. And Rio Tinto? And to, uh, oh, well, we didn't even touch on that, did we? We'll talk about that next week. Oh, you didn't tell me about the the online spat that you were talking about earlier in the week. And I went, I need to know more about this. And you said, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Oh, I wrote about it. It's up on the blog. Oh. Yeah, so you obviously have been reading that. Yeah. Um, 14-year-old Dorothy, 14-year-old with anxiety and school refusal who won't take his anti-anxiety meds. Had a showdown today. God, these kids are killing us. Told him he'd better start going to school without complaining and no more feeling sad. Well, that's not going to work. In the past, constantly missed school from anxiety-induced stomach aches and headaches also wagged. Okay, just telling him to there's no more feelings of sad. Yeah, that's not going to work, That's not going to work, Dorothy. Um, what would you do? I would first accept that this is going to be a long-term project. Yeah. This is not something that's going to turn around this year. This is, I don't know, he's 14, so he must be in year... Eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine. Which is hard anyway. Yeah. And you've just got to, you're just going to have to, and you're going to have to enlist as many people as you possibly can. You need to get the school... School counsellor, school psychologist, um, an actual psychologist. It it doesn't matter. Find him a support group. So Um, how I got around it um, with mine, he was a lot younger though, is that you can't just... It's exposure therapy, um, which is what a good therapist will talk to you about. Um, so if he can go for an hour, one day a week, and then you build up from that. So what I did was I actually had a very, I had very supportive school teachers and they gave me an office up at the school. 
<laughs> so I would work from the school office and just knowing that I was there. So the first day I worked for the whole day. Wow. Uh, the second day I worked till lunchtime and I did that for about three days. And it was just, I mean, it was a pain in the ass for me. Yeah. But um, I knew that unless I was sort of serious about him going. But if that's if you're unable to do that, I would just say to him, like, let's start with these small steps and talk to him and help him, let him yep. be a part of that plan. Yep. And the other thing to remember here is, and this is the same for um, Marianne as well, you, you do not have to do this on your own. No. Yes, you are the parent, but you are only one, you are only one spoke in this wheel. What are those two doing out there? What are those shoes on your son? Oh, I just don't even want to know. Right. Um, um, so, and you can even go, I would even suggest looking on the Department of Education website. They will have all manner of resources. And I know that um, I've got two friends who have had children with such severe anxiety, just getting to school ended up being virtually impossible. Yeah. Um, but they're... And it's real, though. It's real. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's nothing. He's not putting that on. No. Like, he's not doing this to be a pain in the ass. No. No. I mean, I'm sure, given the chance, he, the, the choice, he would much rather be able to go to school without... Yeah, and not, and not have any of panic. the... Yeah, it's, and not have any of the feelings about it. It's very unpleasant. I've got, uh, you know, actually, I've got three friends who have all been in that situation. Mm. And I, it's just like, so don't... You're not on your own, but you have to... You have to be out there fighting for them. Yeah. You have, they have to know, they have to know that you're on their side. Yeah. And now I look at mine who had, who wouldn't go to school and now he's in year 11 and he's the most confident person. He can walk into any room, yeah. you know, that he wouldn't say boo to a goose. So you put in the hard work now and you will get paid back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leanne, I love this. My phone fell from my pocket into my mop bucket while listening to the last podcast. <laughs> And I confirm you what we've always known. Yes, Mrs. Wooga and Mrs. Berry can talk underwater. <laughs> the phone did not skip a beat, unlike my heart. <laughs> I love that. We can talk underwater. We can. Yeah. Oh, I like this one too. And I found a thingy on my phone that you can turn on and it skips profanity. So you can watch stuff around kids, etc. My husband quipped... That it would, th- <laughs> that there would be a fair bit of silence when I listened to those hot flusher ladies. <laughs> None of it would make sense. Yeah, it would be like <laughs> at the when. Uh, mm, I'm taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. I find myself. This is from Anne. Anna, I love that name. I find myself muttering, "Yes, yes, exactly." I just disregard the nervous glances from strangers if I'm walking. And there's just a lot of lovely love there um, from people. Um, Hall pillows brought up again. Um, And the rest is all just lovely. Oh, Vivian says she's got two whore pillows. Good on you, Vivian. Lots of talking about ovens. (laughs) And I think that's it for us this week. Sweet. What are you oh, doing yeah. this week? What's up? You go to the office? Well, t- guess what we're doing tomorrow? We might be buying a car. <gasps> this is very exciting news. The Berry Bus. May it rest. She's the old girl, has to be retired. Yeah. 12, almost 13, 13 years. 13 years of hard slog, the old girl. And uh, now there's enough things that are going wrong <laughs> that it's like, oh, 
Right. And now you, I believe you're looking at a yeah. Yes. The carnival is over. Mrs. Jenkins drives one of those, and she does a lot of due diligence when it comes to cars. So I think I'll just go. Well, with that. every mechanic I've spoken to says that that the Korean cars now are what the Japanese cars were. That they're fantastic. They've got such a huge warranty on them. Um, they, you know, run on the smell of an oily rag. They bloody bloody blah. So this is the new oven conversation now. Yeah. Great. So we might be getting that to mark our four years together, getting a new family wagon. Oh, good. Which is pretty hilarious. Is it going to be um, called the Berry Bus Number Two? Someone said it had to be called the Biarch. The Biarch. See ya. Bye. 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 Um, yeah, it had to be called the Biarch, like the Berry Arch of the deal. But um, I don't know what we'll have to call it. Well, and it's then... exciting news anyway. Uh, so we're going to do that. And then we're having a night in the city, having a dirty, dirty night in the city. Staying at the Paramount and then going out for dinner at Tokyo Bird. And then I'm going to work the next day. And that sounds like right. very normal activity. I know. Kim. I That's know. exciting. I know. I'm very excited. That's exciting. Well, until next week, we hope you... No, what are you looking forward to? I'm nothing. Oh, stop it. No. There must be something. No. Um, nail and toast oh, salons yes. open this week. Yes, I'm going to spend... Are you getting those goblin toast fixed? Oh, yes. That's <laughs> something else. <laughs> That's something else. I, I just, I, that, yeah. I'm going to go and spend some time getting everything waxed and put yes. back to as it should be. Yes. Which is really sad that that's my highlight. But you know, I'm sure something will pop up. Something will, something will come up. Something will pop up. Anyway, you take care out there, as we like to say. Just keep looking. Bye. <laughs>